This episode of The New Way We Work is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. Welcome to Secrets of the Most Productive People, a podcast where we try to figure out how to work smarter instead of harder. I'm Fast Company Assistant Editor Pavitra Mohan. And I'm Fast Company Staff Editor Julia Herbst. And we've got a bonus episode for you today. Julia and I will be diving into the pros and cons of where you get your work done. And we'll be focusing on two of the most common examples, working from home and working in an office. You know, whenever we talk about working from home, which I feel like we do a lot in the work-life section, um, I always feel like it really comes back to what type of work you're doing. I totally agree. If I'm writing, it's often easier to focus when I'm at home. But obviously, any sort of collaborative work, whether it's editing or brainstorming, is often easier to do in person. Plus, there's the free seltzer. Not that I drink much of it. <laughs> you don't even like free seltzer. <laughs> okay. In the work-life section, we often talk a lot about companies um, and the benefits that they choose to offer. And one of the perks that a lot of companies are offering these days is flexible working arrangements. It's just a big perk for workers. According to a recent study, up to 70% of professionals now work from home at least one day a week. Yeah, and it's actually good for the economy as well. Um, remote work empowers more people to work, including caregivers and disabled people who may not otherwise be able to work a traditional 9-to-5 job. The U.S. economy could actually stand to gain trillions of dollars if more companies allowed employees to work remotely, according to a Citrix study. But even though working from home is actually easier than ever, it obviously depends on the type of job you have. Not everybody has this option. If you're in the service industry, if you're working in a factory, Mm -hmm. remote work might not be so easy. Yeah, a friend of mine is actually a teacher, so she doesn't really have the option to work remotely. But one of the perks of not being able to work from home is that there's actually more separation between your personal life and your job. If you take a sick day, for example, you're more likely to actually stay in bed instead of telling your boss that you're under the weather and going to work from home. Yeah, I think that happens all the time. And it can definitely be dangerous if working from home just becomes a thing that you're doing all the time, 24-7. Those work-life lines get just too blurry. So for you, what's your ideal split between home and office work? In an ideal world, I would probably spend a day or two each week working from home. Right now, I probably spend a day on average doing that already, uh, mostly to get writing done or to do an interview, which can be challenging in our very open office. I also don't particularly enjoy taking calls um, in an in a public setting where everybody can hear me. Yes, I don't think anyone spends that much time listening to other people make phone calls, but I always feel when I'm making a phone call like everyone's just listening to half a conversation, Yes, which can be distracting. I totally feel the same. And then I worry about the questions I'm asking and how how I come off. (laughs) Yeah, it's just easier to focus when you know you're not going to get interrupted halfway through a phone call. Yeah. And so that's something that's, I think, that's the type of work that's easier to do when you're home. Mm Mm-hmm. That said, I think anytime there's like a meeting or anytime you want to have a face-to-face important conversation with someone, it's always better to be in the office. Yeah. So on days where I have back-to-back meetings, I really try to be in the office just because I find it so much easier to pay attention in a meeting and feel like mm-hmm. I'm contributing yeah. and I can actually make eye contact with somebody, Yeah. have a real conversation, and also just messing with the whole dial-in thing. <laughs> oh, my God. I was about to say, we still have so many tech challenges uh, with you know our weekly dial-ins and people not being able to hear what's happening in the room. So I totally agree that for meetings, it's absolutely better to be there in person. I think in terms of being in the office, The one challenge, of course, is that you get distracted by what's happening around you a lot of the time, although I think that can also be a positive thing. So I think sometimes you benefit from being around people and just overhearing things or being able to kind of 
talk something over with somebody in person yeah, in a way that you can on Slack. It's always faster when you can just kind of pop over and be like, hey, you know that thing we were talking about? Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> you're laughing because I do this to you like 19 <laughs> times a day. But I was going to say, this sounds familiar. I don't think it would be the same if we were both remote and I was just no, slacking you. I feel definitely. like a lot of the conversations we end up having just kind of casually yeah. wouldn't happen. And sometimes we get really good story ideas out yeah. of them or it helps us figure out how to solve a problem. Definitely. That's why, I don't know, I wouldn't want to work remotely 24-7, I don't think. I don't think I would either. Um, I feel like I would just go a little insane. <laughs> <laughs> I need some simulation. Yes. So I think, yeah, we, we both probably agree that a couple days or having the flexibility to work remotely, I think, is really important. And I've certainly benefited from having that here um, you know whether it's going home to visit my parents or um, just needing to take a day off when I'm going to an event or something mm-hmm. um, it can be really helpful to have the flexibility to work from anywhere but I certainly think I would not want that to be my permanent arrangement definitely <laughs> so both of us live in New York do you think you would feel any differently about working from home if let's say you lived in the suburbs or you had a little bit more space I think the issue for both of us and a lot of people who live in big cities with limited space is that you don't really have a good setup at home. And I think that can be pretty challenging. Yeah, I think that's definitely true. I mean, I just moved, so I don't really have a desk or anything set up. But even when I have had a desk, it can feel like a little bit cramped. Yeah, (laughs) just to be staying in one place all the time. But I don't know. I don't really think that solves some of the larger problems mm-hmm. about working from home, which are you know sort of what we mentioned before of being able to make eye contact and have those yeah. casual conversations, you know, when you're walking by someone's desk, mm-hmm. um, which can be really I think helpful for the creative process. Yeah. So I think it's a partial solution, and everybody has you know like a different thing that works for them. I think that's really the main thing to mm-hmm. to understand. I mean, we have a lot of colleagues who work remotely all the time, and some of them really love it. They love that yeah. flexibility. If you have young mm-hmm. kids, then I think that can be a really great setup. But it just it all comes down to personal preference, I think. Mm-hmm. What yeah. about you? I, I feel similarly. I think it would certainly help. <laughs> I would love to have some more space to spread out or even just to sit up properly because I don't think I do that when I'm home a lot what of times. What is your apartment like? <laughs> well, <laughs> ceilings are very low. No, I'm kidding. I, I mean, I don't have like a good ergonomic chair, for example. So I think it would be nice to have more space to actually have a desk instead of working at my dining table. And I, I think I would definitely prefer that or I would feel a little bit better about spending more time at home if that was the case but I kind of agree that the things I dislike about working from home for too long would not really change but maybe that's just how I feel because I'm at a certain point in my life and I don't have you know kids or other such uh, reasons to be working from home sure sure this episode of the new way we work is brought to you by Verizon the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. And we're back talking about the most productive places to get work done. When you live in a city like New York, skipping out on your subway commute is not the worst thing. But I will say I have a bad habit of just rolling out of bed and opening up my laptop when I do work from home. And usually it's about 4 p.m. by the time I realize that I haven't left the house or put on real clothes. Yes, completely. I used to do that all the time. And I'd always end up feeling really pretty terrible by the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Um, Now I really try to force myself to do something kind of, you know, have a normal morning routine before I start checking my emails and get wrapped up. Because otherwise it's just so easy to get sucked into things. And then the time passes and you're still, you know, in your pajamas. (laughs) 
Yeah, or sometimes the whole day goes by and then you realize you haven't really had a conversation with anybody, which is always an upsetting thing, I think. I think one thing that helps, for me at least, is a change of scenery. And a coffee shop is particularly ideal because there's just enough background noise and I get to be around other people. Um, So it sort of feels like a communal experience. You know, you're all in it together, working on things separately, but in the same place. Totally. (laughs) I think a coffee shop is really ideal. It feels feels kind of like a... It doesn't feel like you're being punished because you're still kind of out in society, yeah. but you're still able to be really productive because you're kind of in your own little bubble, you right. know, at the cafe or wherever you are. And it also kind of forces you to get out of your apartment, to have a normal morning routine, but you're still like less likely to get distracted by other work tasks or people coming by your office and yeah. asking you for things. So it can be really ideal if you're just trying to like crank out something. Right. So you get to be around people without actually talking to anybody. And that's your dream scenario. Of course. <laughs> um I think my ideal morning routine when I'm working from home looks pretty much like my routine when I'm just getting up and, you know, getting ready to get on the subway. Mm -hmm. Um, And having that consistency, I think, is really important in creating some structure in a day that could be kind of structureless if you're just working, you know, out of your home office or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you know, getting showered, putting on real clothes. (laughs) (laughs) These are important things that I think are easily, you know, skipped over or just forgotten if you're so eager just to open your laptop and kind of get a handle on the day. Mm-hmm. It's important to still go through the same, you know, process and I think you end up being more productive. There have been studies about that where, you know, if you're wearing mm-hmm. professional clothing and yeah. you know you're out in the world, that it can be a more productive start. Yeah, yeah. I think my day wouldn't look all that different if I were to go about it in a better way than I do right now <laughs> when working from home. Um, you know, have my hard-boiled eggs, mm. have some coffee, yep. which I sometimes don't do, strangely enough, when I'm home. Huh? It's very odd. It's like once I've been shaken out of my usual routine of you know, going to the coffee shop on the way to the subway, yeah, wild things happen. Um, so I think it wouldn't look all that different, but I will say I think one of the good things about commuting into the office or just you know, having to leave your apartment to go to work is that it just creates a pause in your day. Definitely. And I think it's a little bit hard to replicate that when you're working from home. So maybe one way to do it is by taking a walk or just forcing yourself out of the out of the apartment or out of your home mm-hmm. before you get going uh, with your day. So I, I think that's something that is just sort of challenging about working from home. For sure. I mean, there are a lot of annoying things about commutes, I think, especially New Yorkers have plenty of those to talk about. But there's also something kind of nice about Mm -hmm. having that kind of forced moment in your day. Mm -hmm. Get your head together, maybe check a few emails, drink a coffee, and listen to a podcast or read a book or something. And you don't really get that when you're working from home. Yeah, I, I find that there's just very little pause in my day, and I often actually end up working more because I definitely just wake up, open my laptop, and keep it open <laughs> totally. for the rest of the day. So I totally agree that being able to read or, like you said, listen to a podcast or just have some sort of break from your work routine can be really healthy. Definitely. So I think different things work for different people. A while back, I wrote about Peter Shankman, an author and entrepreneur who's written extensively about ADHD and productivity. And one time he actually bought a round trip ticket, business class, to Tokyo so that he could finish a draft of his book. Wow, just to get work done on the airplane? Oh, yes. He flew all the way to Tokyo and then turned around and came back just so he could have 30 hours of uninterrupted writing time. 
That's wild. I can't imagine working 30 hours straight in the air. I cannot either. And on an airplane with those small little trays. Yeah. Well, business class. Well, business class. Fine. Slightly larger trays. Okay. I think you could do it in business (laughs) class. Yeah. But even so, that's like a lot of time to just be focused on one task. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's sort of the point, right? There are fewer distractions. Right. Like sleep. Right. Don't have to sleep. (laughs) Who needs it? 30 hours straight of writing. Um, Yeah. And you can get a blood clot, too. Um, So to wrap this all up, let's talk about the biggest pros and cons of working from home and working remotely. Let's start with working from home. I think the biggest pros of working from home are obviously that uninterrupted space. You have fewer distractions. You can kind of dive right in in a way that you can't when you're commuting into an office. Um, I think the biggest con when you're working from home is obviously you're losing some of that communication and interaction that you get in like a normal work day in an office. Mm -hmm. So again, it just really depends the type of work you're doing, but there are definitely certain types of things that are just so much easier to do in an office. And what would you say are the pros and cons of working from an office? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the opposite when you think about it, right? There are certain things you can do in an office um, that are more collaborative. You have that contact and that communication with other people. Mm-hmm. But then I think also there are certain types of, of assignments or types of work that just make a lot more sense to do when you're on your own. Mm-hmm. And you can have that undivided focus that you get when you're working from home. I totally agree. But more than anything else, I think it's about finding what works for you. Absolutely. And that's it for this week's bonus episode of Secrets of the Most Productive People. Anissa and I will be back with regular episodes next week when we'll be diving into how to beat office distractions. If you like this episode, please let us know. Leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. You can follow Fast Company on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to listen to our other podcast, Creative Conversation. Secrets of the Most Productive People is produced by Joshua Christensen. 